Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. The 350th edition of the Four Corners Podcast starts right now. This is the Four Corners Podcast. I'm the luckiest guy in the world, I've said that, to be in Chapel Hill, to be at the University of North Carolina. We win 54 to 53, North Carolina did it. North Carolina wins the championship. With 20 seconds left to play, goes back to Michael Jordan, jumper from out on the left, good! You're on the way to Worthy, Worthy 5, the Tar Heels are going to win the national championship! Weber, front court, Carolina with foul, he takes the timeout, they're out of timeout, technical foul, technical foul on Michigan, they're out of timeout. Front court, Williams on the drive, gets it back out to head, long outside shot, short rebound, May, it's over, Carolina has won the national championship. 89-72, and how about them Tar Heels, they are the national champions. I've been the luckiest coach in the world. Pump fake for three. Too strong on the shot. That's it. The Tar Heels are the national daggum champions. Carolina has been tested and tried and been proven successful through all the years. And the way that we will play will be the Carolina way. My love for North Carolina, I mean, I love this school, I love these fans, and I love everything about it, and I would I would die for this school, I really would. Here are your hosts, Josh Marlowe and Anthony Pagnotta. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Four Corners Podcast. We are powered by Carolina Electrical Services. Josh, back with you guys on a Friday, the day before a game. That means that I'm here to recap the latest Hubert Davis press conference. He met with the media ahead of Carolina's matchup. With NC State, that game will come your way tomorrow at 4 p.m. over on ESPN. Before we go through his press conference and play some of his most interesting sound bites, we'll look at the history with the Wolfpack. But we start every edition of the pod as we always do. Pod thought of the day. We go to Sam Sneed for today's thought, and it's quote: "To win, you have to have the talent." and the desire, but desire is first. And, you know, no matter what level of sport you, you you play or watch, you hear about this all the time. And you see it a lot in whenever college basketball teams get upset. Usually you get upset because you've got more talent. But you lost it to a team that played better that night because they cared more that night and fought for the extra loose ball and sacrificed their body and, did all the little things that really add up to winning. Um, and it's something that we've, we've really loved and embraced about this group. They've got a blue-collar mentality. They're not afraid to do the dirty work. They're not afraid to get on the boards or fight for a loose ball or draw a charge. Um, and mainly put, there's just a desire there to win. And um, when, when Carolina has that fire, they have that desire it, it usually results in what's resulted so far this season. 
a quality team capable of winning a regular season title, a tournament, conference tournament title, and ultimately an NCAA championship. Um, and we're all hoping that those things can happen as we make our way through March. Um, and believe it or not, it's it's already March 1st. It's, it's go time. We're 20 days away from um, the opening day of the NCAA tournament. Um, and, and as much as college basketball is a marathon sport, um, you know, it's, it's, it's best time of the year. We'll go by in, in a hurry. There's only three games left in the regular season. Then it's champ week. And then we, we get a bracket. Um, and we're, we're all excited here at the four corners podcast, heel tough blog to cover the NCAA tournament, cover the ACC tournament. But first we got to get through the regular season up next is NC state. The second meeting of the year with the rival Wolfpack Carolina is one sixty five and 80 all-time against NC State. Um, Those 165 wins are tied for the most against a single opponent, also big four foe in Wake Forest. In Chapel Hill, Carolina is 81-23. and So not many times have the Wolfpack visited, whether it was the Smith Center, Carmichael, Woolen, and left away and left with the victory. Um, In Chapel Hill, Carolina is 30-7. and Um, unfortunately I witnessed one of those losses and it was the worst loss in terms of, uh, point, uh, in, in terms of the, uh, the points scored Carolina lost to state, uh, 58 to 46 back in 2015. It was my, my first ever Carolina NC state, uh, basketball game. It was the second game ever. I watched them play in football. Um, and it was beginning of the curse to where I'm Owen for lifetime, when being in the building, watching the Heels take on the Wolfpack. In their last 43 games against NC State, Carolina is 37-6, and six, and over the last 54 seasons, Carolina is 54, or uh, over the yeah, over the last 13 seasons, excuse me, Carolina is 54-13. and 13. So, um, you know, it's it's a lot a lot of matchups, um, a lot of wins for Carolina, and hopefully we'll be recovering another one uh, tomorrow evening when we go live uh, for a Saturday edition of the show. Let's now transition to uh, what we're here for as we are every Friday. That's Hubert Davis's press conference. He met with the media um, ahead of the, 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 the matchup tomorrow. And um, before we get to him talking about NC State, you knew that what happened on Monday was going to be a big talking point revisiting the game against Miami, specifically what R.J. Davis did individually. And Hubert Davis spoke on R.J. Davis's 42-point outburst in the win over Miami on Monday night. Is that for R.J.'s, you know, 42, it didn't, it didn't feel like 42 from a standpoint of, like, his shots – they come within the offense. It's just in rhythm. It's not anything out of character. And so just in the rhythm of our offense at halftime, he had 20-some points. And I, I, I didn't realize or really recognize how high he was until the latter part of the second half. When, you know, he just took over the top of the key and just moved in those threes, being able to create separation, the crowd going crazy and for second time that I've heard this season the crowd chanting his name. I still didn't know how many points he had until towards the end. I felt like somebody said 41 or 42. And, um, 
we needed every bit of it. But the thing for me is not the points. For me is I get to see the behind the scenes. Like I get to see what he does before and after practice, what he does in the summertime, what, what he does at midnight when he comes in and gets extra shots. And to see that play out, the shots that he took and made, those are shots that he practices all the time. And to be able to have a front row seat, to be able to see him do that in any situation on national TV, that's just, that's just really cool. You, you, you know, here's the thing, folks. You don't, you don't just score 42 by happenstance. Like it comes with a lot of, a lot of hard work. Um, and that's what RJ has, has put in this, this, this year and all four years and in the off season, he's really developed into the player that he's become. He didn't show up this player. Um, and he was a good player coming out, but he, he didn't show up this polished, this much of a, of, of a finished product. Um, and it's, it's one of the things you got to love about him is that he, he puts the effort in, he works his tail off and, um, he, there's a reason why he's become the player that he's become is through, is through a lot of hard work and a lot of dedication. Another thing that Hubert Davis talked about was that development. And he spoke about if it has caught him by surprise. It doesn't come to a surprise at all. And, and it doesn't come to a surprise. This, what RJ is doing, not necessarily in terms of the numbers, but this is the way college basketball used to be. Growth. Every year, I, I don't even know my stats, but I, I, I think I got better each year. And that's that. That was college basketball, but every year you got better, every year you got stronger, every year you got more comfortable, every year you got more confident as a leader, and it was just continued growth on the court, off the court, and in the classroom. So from that standpoint, no, it's not a surprise. It's not a surprise because I knew what type of player and person he is, but I am thankful that I feel like this year is the first year that he is truly being celebrated for the type of player he is and has become. And that's something that puts a smile on my face. Kind of just following up what I said after the first comment, you, you, you don't, it does, this, this, this type, this, this type of production just doesn't happen by happenstance. And, um, you know, it's a lot of hard work, a lot of sweat, a lot of sacrifice time away from family and friends and, and, and girlfriends to be in the gym working to become the best basketball player that, that you can become. And he's getting the, he's getting the attention and he's going to get the accolades in the postseason. Um, this still doesn't diminish the fact that he wasn't on a preseason all-ACC watch list, um, which was hard to believe then. And you look at the season that he's having now, it's even harder to believe. But that's that's what happened, folks, is we – we and I, I was not given a ballot this year. Had I been given one, I would have voted RJ to be, um, at worst, a second-team preseason all-ACC player. But we left Charlotte after ACC tip-off, and he was not a preseason all-ACC guy. Nowhere on the preseason ACC player of the, war, uh, player of the year award watch list. He's going to be first-team all-ACC. He's going to be the player of the year. He's going to be at worst a second team All American, and he still could maybe win the national, be the Naismith Player of the Year. And so 
Um, been a lot of fun to watch. Um, and and you all know you you know how I feel about RJ. Um, and it's 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 fun. It's fun to see hard work be rewarded. And there's times in our lives, well, no matter what job that you have or what you do, that you work your tail off and then you don't feel like you're being rewarded. I, I know what that feeling feels like, but um, this should be a testament that it's, you're going to get your moment. You're going to get your time. And perseverance is a big part of life. It's a big part of sports. RJ has persevered through some up and down times in Chapel Hill. Um, and it's a big reason why um, he's having the individual season that he's having. Um, and we can't wait to see what the future holds for him throughout the rest of the regular season and into conference play. Now, with that, let's get into the Wolfpack. That's who Carolina will face tomorrow afternoon. State's coming off a loss um, uh, against Florida State earlier in the week in a game where they just did not defend the way that you're used to seeing an NC State defense um, defend. Um, you know, this team is flirted with being on the NCAA tournament bubble, but with a loss like the other night's a big reason why they're not. And Hubert was asked, what is different about this team after having not faced them for over seven weeks? Well, I wouldn't say um, DJ Burns is less involved. I mean, he's just so dominant on the offensive end, his ability to score in the past just causes tremendous problems for any defense. I think probably the biggest difference in NC State now than when we played them earlier in the conference season is they're playing bigger now. They've got a big lineup. And so for for them now, you know, they they're athletic, they're long, they're big. It allows them to be really, I think, even better defensively, uh, rebounding the basketball, attacking the basket. And so that's probably the biggest difference. But in terms of them, you know, from a defensive standpoint, they, they you know, they throw a number of different defenses at you to try to create steals or to speed you up. And, you know, for us offensively, we can't allow whatever defense they play, however they play it, to decide and dictate how we play and how efficient we are in offensively. Look, we, we know Hubert's not going to diminish a player, a team, a program when he talks about them publicly. But DJ Burns, uh, he has taken a little bit more of a backseat to Middlebrooks, Diara, two guys that – um, are they as good as DJ Burns is? No, but they're in better shape and they can play longer stretches more than he can. And they're they're fresher at the end of games. He's still going to be a matchup problem um, just simply because of his ability to pass and, and really control the game as a point forward uh, or, or in his case, more like a point center. Um, and so Carolina does have to prepare for that. Middlebrooks and Diara both made plays for NC State in the first matchup. Um, they're more experienced players this time around, um, and they'll be looking to come in and, and make a big impact tomorrow afternoon. The biggest thing is the defense. Um, you know, State's going to full-court press. They're going to three-quarter court trap you. They're going to play zone. They're going to throw a lot of different looks at Carolina. Um, and for as veteran as Carolina is, as experienced as Carolina is, that is something they have not handled very well. Uh, when they see different defenses, they don't they don't make the adjustments in the flow of the game and and do what they got to do better um, to make sure they're properly attacking whatever defense they're going up against. And so, um, the state's athletic; they're they're not overly deep, but Keats is going to play his guys. 
Um, and they're gonna they're gonna pose a challenge. Remember, the first game was 67-54. It was it was a grind fest. Um, and, and that's the way they want to play. State can play up and down. I mean, they scored 83 despite giving up 90 earlier in the week to Florida State. Um, but but if they if, if this game is played the way they want to play it, it's gonna be ugly. It's not gonna be pretty. Um, and Carolina's got to be prepared for them to face against face off against a team that's desperate. And that's the last soundbite we're going to play for you from Hubert Davis's presser is, as I mentioned, State really nowhere near the bubble. But a win over a top 10 team, a top 10 team on the road can change that. And Hubert was asked, how do you get your team prepared to play against a team that's desperate? We're desperate, too. We're a desperate team too. There's a sense of urgency for us to to win this game. There's a sense of urgency for us to to win at home. There's a hunger and thirst with us in terms of our preparation, our practice, and our play. And that's something that I communicate and talk to the guys all the time. That that hunger and thirst should always be there until the last day that you stop playing basketball. So there. Don't ex- don't expect anything less for a head coach that's in the midst of trying to win his first you know regular season title, lock up you know a pretty comfortable seat in the NCAA tournament, and get his team prepared uh, for a deep NCAA tournament run. Um, you know, and I think for a lot of people that saw the way Carolina played on Monday, even in a win. We know how State struggles in this matchup. They, they probably felt bad for State because um, you knew that the, the film session was going to be grueling. Um, I didn't play any audio from it just because Schubert just kind of just said it was a normal film session where they just reiterated the fundamentals. But, um, you know, Hubert was fired up after the game Monday to get to practice on Wednesday. Um, and, you know, as, as much trouble as he's had getting his team ready to play in certain times, not against NC State at home. Carolina scored 100 against them under Hubert Davis. And then last year, um, you know, they beat them in a real physical matchup. And so um, Carolina can't afford to lose the game. Um, you know, if, if, if they win, they take them one step closer to all but assuring them at least a share of an ACC regular season title. Um, if Duke were to lose at least one more before – um, you know, the regular season finale and Carolina keeps winning. They could have the thing wrapped up by the time they go into Cameron Indoor Radio anyway. And so there is desperation. Um, you know, coaches will downplay talking about the month of March being different, but it is different because this is when championships are determined. Regular season, conference tournament, and the NCAA tournament. And so, um, you know, I think Carolina didn't look as desperate as – we want them to look on Monday. They have struggled with quick turnaround games, and they've struggled really uh, putting big wins behind them and moving on to the next opponent. But having State come in with them looking for a win to maybe get them back in the NCAA tournament conversation is enough to get their attention, and it's why I think Carolina bounces back, and they bounce back in a really big way tomorrow afternoon. Well, that is all I have for you um, in terms of Hubert Davis's press conference, but – before we officially wrap up this edition of the show, we got to get you a word from one of our partners. 
Hey there, Josh here for the Autograph Fandom app. Want to get rewarded for listening to our show? The team at Autograph, co-founded by Tom Brady, is redefining the fan experience by letting users earn points for the acts of fandom they take every day, like listening to this show. The Autograph Fandom app gives you access to your favorite UNC content in one place and offers rewards like tickets, exclusive merchandise, and much more. You're already listening to our show, but now you can earn points and get rewarded for it. Head over to the Apple App Store and search for Autograph Fandom Rewarded and download it today for free using the referral code HEELTOUGH. Link and code are also in our podcast description. Want to thank Autograph for being a part of the Heel Tough blog and the Four Corners podcast. Make sure you get over to the Apple App Store, um, search and download that app. Use that referral code, referral code, and, and get rewarded simply for being a fan. That is going to wrap up this edition of the show, guys. Before we let you go, we do encourage you visit the website that's heeltoughblog.com, um, where we have coverage for the NC State game. That article will be up. No later than Saturday morning, I'll get you ready for the matchup with the Wolfpack. In the meantime, you can go and read about Carolina's 2024-2025 opponents. Um, that was re- that was re- released yesterday by the ACC. So go and f- figure out who Carolina will be playing at home, on the road, and which teams Carolina will see twice next season. It's not only a big weekend for basketball, although that is the priority. Combine underway in Indianapolis, big weekends for Cedric Gray, Drake May, and the others. Um, Anthony will have you covered on that front. Uh, guys, we just encourage you every day in your free time or, or whenever you're devoting time to do all your reading and learning on, on the Tar Heels, just visit the Heel Tough blog website every day for the latest Carolina basketball Tar Heel football coverage. As for the podcast, you guys know where to find us. Every major podcasting platform, simply search the Four Corners podcast and we will pop up. We're there. We encourage you guys to rate, review, and subscribe. We want to thank you guys for contributing to um, the biggest month ever in February. Over 10,000 downloads, the biggest month in the history of the show. If you haven't already done so, make sure you hit that subscribe button. That way you don't miss any editions of the show. Well, guys, it is going to wrap up this edition of the show. We want to thank you guys for listening. And as always, go Tar Heels and go to Hell State.